When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The movies are back, baby. And if you're looking for a weekly podcast to keep up with all the new releases and all the hottest news and rumors coming out of Hollywood, check out Movies Baby with five Wise. Is Emma Stone on track for greatest actress of all time? What's the best Godzilla movie of all? What's up with John Cena? Love Lies Bleeding? We'll take more where that came from. What movie should have won Best Picture at this year's Oscars? Hint the name of two months and they ain't close together those are just some of the topics we've discussed on recent episodes of movies baby every week on movies baby forever dog co-founders and lifelong movie fanatics brett and joe break down the hottest movie news review the latest releases shout out forgotten classics and prophesy the future of hollywood you can listen to movies baby wherever you get podcasts and you can watch movies baby live every thursday night on YouTube at Movies Baby with five Y's. Movies Baby! Forever! Dog! Oh! Ow! Turn that down! Joe, walking here, I want to stand it. It's hot! Hot! Ouch! Welcome back for another <laughs> steaming, piping, scalding oh. serving of hot This, of course, is our weekly chat show where we talk about events in our lives, Live. issues in politics, politics, and take a deep, deep dive, dive into the DMs. DMs. So let's get into some hot gods. Oh, wow, so hot. <laughs> Totes. Uh, I'm going to have to pop that. It's going to blister. It's going to blister. This one. I can't, I can't remember if Nick was like, I, okay, I don't know if it was his friend or if it was someone involved with Nick directly, but they were kidding. Or maybe it was a porn. <laughs> um, but they were getting like fucked in the ass, and the, the top was like Nick. the top was like, yeah, you like that. And the bottom was like, oh, totes. Oh no, <laughs> not totes. I can't remember if it was like Nick's friend or if it was um, in a porno, but um, it's. Funny. Oh my god, that's like saying super mm, totes. <laughs> you like that super? <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Uh, I fucked okay. my super once. So, do you know who won season eleven? Um, eleven was after Aquaria. Um, um Sa- Sa- Sasha, I think. I wait. Hold what? on. Hold on. Um, wait. Who? Eleven. What was the? What was the? Um, the promo look like? What was the promo? Tell me the promo. What was a fucking promo? I don't know. That's how I remember the cast list. It was Quite... bright colors. It was color blocking. Oh, 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 oh. Um, Brooklyn asked me if she could borrow orange boots, and I didn't have any. Or no, she asked me some about some purple. Uh, who won? Who won? Who won? Wait. Uh, I know oh this. I know God. this. I know this. Evie Oddly. Ding. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. That took way too long, but it sort of proves the point that, like, it's hard to keep track of all the seasons. I mean, right? I, usually you can keep track because if you go to DragCon, at least 44 out of 150 of us will show up. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad numbers. Yeah. Well, third, less than. So that's why they got to start paying the dolls. The reason I bring this up is because RuPaul on the award-winning podcast, "What's the Tea" with Michelle Visage mm-hmm. and RuPaul, um, <laughs> I, RuPaul I love, I love seems a- to have forgotten who won season eleven and already and asks if Brooklyn Heights won Drag Race. The, uh, why, uh, have you heard the clip? No. Um, she didn't remember. It just happened in like June. Well, I mean, to be fair, you didn't remember either. Yeah, but so there's there's a lot of seasons. Let yeah, me see if are. I can find it. Just there are many, for, many, many, several funsies. many seasons. Um, I, I, I know that she's forgotten names in the past, but like <laughs> to forget Evie. I mean, Evie was pretty memorable with all those mirrors by her heads and shit. Like I, yeah. I mean, she is our current rating. There, there are yeah. there are so many things going through a podcaster's mind, and their award winning podcast, much like our award winning podcast, is um, held together with the spirit gum and dreams. Um, Mastics, mm-hmm. is the it good, Mastics? The good stuff. The good stuff oh, Bianca okay. uses. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Not it's that right. Mayron shit. Like, right? No, yeah, no, 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 not, no, not at, at all. all. I can't find the fucking clip. Jeffrey Moran. Okay. Party bottom. Passed around. Here we go. Found Is there it. a clip? Okay. So what, um, Canadian, obviously. I right am now. Canadian. Yeah. Sure. So what does um, Brooklyn Heights do? Did she win? She won. She did win. No, she didn't. She, she did she... not win. Evie Oddly won. Evie Oddly so, won. So yes. what does she do? What, what does she I love, I love though, uh, a <laughs> lieutenant, a wing person <laughs> should be the instant cosign. <laughs> the instant uh, I'll ask. Right, yes. If you asked, yes, she did. Yes, if you most said, definitely. do I look beautiful? Yes. Yes, 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 you do. I mean, well, well let, let me help that. Yeah, well, but yes. Uh, yes. Yes. No, totally. Michelle uh, is the best wingman ever for RuPaul, and she sh- RuPaul should never go anywhere without Michelle. I think. Well, because she helps her. Obviously, she pulls out the, the knowledge and says, actually, no, she didn't, but you're still right. Yes. <laughs> uh, God bless. Right. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a lot of us. And she's in her 60s, right? Uh, Rue? That sounds right. Yeah. She's older than Bunny. Bunny's in her um, late 30s. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, Rue. <laughs> hey, uh, Roger. <laughs> Roger. <laughs> Um, has everybody seen Wig too? I hope you have. It's amazing. Um, I'm fat too, bitch. Wow, that was if if you if you are in need of bunny content, you can look at uh, the Queens of Comedy video I think I put out where <laughs> Bunny um, basically verbally assaults Lady Red Couture for eating her food, wow. and then yell leaves the room and then comes back in to yell at her say. I'm fat too. <laughs> and then she turns around and snorts at her. 
Did you have it on video? Oh, yeah. Kane was Holy filming. Damn. Okay, word. I've never heard a person sound more like a feral warthog than Lady She's Bunny when not. she snorted. You don't come between anyone and their food. No. Like, I, I get really hangry. A doll in her dishes. You can really. Can RuPaul is 58. You. He was born in 1960. What a joyous year. So, here, so I, you know, I don't. Look, it was just a people forget temporary. He's human, temporary lapse. Okay, <laughs> I um, think. I mean, despite that <laughs> earpiece we found, those robotics in his ear canal last week on Race Chaser Pod. Right. Um, in other news, Drag Race UK announced an air date, which is happening in October. So fun! And aren't we over there Spooky. touring Race Chaser live Ooh. in November? Yeah, Ugh. that's kind of great. So we'll have to bone up on all the. All the catchphrases, mm-hmm. all the top girls. Hopefully they'll put them on t-shirts so we know them. Because <laughs> that's how that works. Bitch, you got a shady phone. <laughs> Do you know that one? No. That's one of Peppermint's old catchphrases. Like from before Drag Race, she had a song called Shady Phone. Shady phone, shady phone, bitch, you got a shady phone. Is it a, is it a prepaid? Or is it like it's, she's like reading someone because she's like, oh, well, you're saying you're not being shady to me. Then your phone must be shady because oh, you don't okay. text me back and you ignore me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Also, Michelle has been officially announced on Strictly Come Dancing uh, on the BBC. It's always nice to see your friends on um, a reality show. I'm excited. Uh, this is right off the heels of Courtney Act's amazing performance on Dancing with the Stars Australia. Yes. Where she plays second, correct? Did she did she lose to a staunch Republican? She lost a to a staunch conservative she, woman. She lost to um no, she won. That was the other one where I she know, won. Was... The one where she lost, she lost to um a guy yeah, he had just experienced a loss in his family. His sister had died, I guess, oh, wow. the week before and um so I'm glad that he won because he could have, I'm sure he used that, could have used that little boost in morale. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Uh, do you think that she'll, I think she should have costume changes. I think she should have hair systems and she probably will. Do you think Hector's doing Michelle's hair? I'm not sure because he's not doing the hair any longer on Drag Race after winning that Emmy. But then again, neither is Delta. I so. believe it's pronounced Drelta. Drelta. <laughs> I believe it's pronounced Dretla. So I don't know. Please, could you just come correct? I ho- I hope um, <laughs> that she takes everything that uh, she's seen on Drag Race and does her own version of it and stunts, stunts, stunts. Because she can move. She used to do dancing in seduction, like a lot of dance. Didn't yeah. she do the worm once? She's done it all. There's um, a video clip of her doing the fucking worm. It's funny because when I read her book, I I like started to like go down Michelle Visage YouTube stuff. Yeah. She's been every hair color under the sun. Blonde in seduction, red for the RuPaul v- show, um, black for Drag black Race. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I'm excited for it. Though, We're wishing her all the best, and I can't wait to see all the clips and every clip. You know what? I'm ready for a break, though. <laughs> Let's see. Kane, has, Kane is stepping in for Big Dipper today, and he has gone so far as to write the word break on his hand and is doing like a hand puppet. You want me to break your finger? <laughs> we'll be right back. Big 
This episode is brought to you by, who I almost nodded off because this Helix mattress is so comfortable, Helix Sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. I've had several many Helix mattresses for several many years now, and I love I them all. They're all my I've babies. read the men's room wall. We have the midnight dusk. We have the uh, we have the one for uh, heavy sleepers, and that's also oh, good. Oh, they're if, all good. If you have slumber parties, if uh, lots, of, I love a Helix party. Uh, and we are the Helix girls, and we have been for such a long time that we know what works best for us and our bodies. But if you don't know, you could take a Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. They've got models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Also models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Ooh, plus enhanced cooling features to help you from overheating at night. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. So that's why they offer a 100-night trial to try out your new Helix mattress and a 10- to 15-year warranty. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Drag. Drag and use code Helix Partner Twenty. This is their best offer yet, and it's not gonna last long. It's so good. I'm gonna say it again. That's HelixSleep.com/drag and use code Helix Partner Twenty. With Helix, better sleep starts now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. You're literally getting them out of you by speaking them and figuring out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. That's right. And I think, uh, and I've said this before, I think therapy is a very useful tool, whether you've been through something very traumatic or you're just trying to better yourself. Yeah, and if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. You don't have to leave your house. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Yeah, all the therapists have licenses. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash drag Drag. today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag. Welcome back. And this is a segment that we call... Hold on, hold on. We got to get this right. Hold on. Let's... Hold on. Don't even start. Don't even start. Hold on. I know the key. I have perfect pitch. Okay. Don't even start because we're getting it right this time. Okay. We're talking about all the politics. Wanna have a conversation? <laughs> Where's the verse? Where's the it. verse? Let's Where's the chorus? <laughs> Okay, okay. Oh, wait, she's going to go for a Let's long Let's get political, political. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> okay, here it comes, here it comes. 
politically. Let's get political. Political. I wanna get political. Let's get into politics. I wanna see your policy. Ah. I wanna see your policy. Thank you, Olivia. Olivia. Olivia life. Olivia. God bless. Uh, this is our section, of course, called Let's Get Political. Now, uh, okay, August 12th marked one year since the incidents in Charlottesville, the white nationalist rallies and racist attacks against protesters. How do you feel America has changed since then? It's gotten worse, I think. Yeah. I mean, the white nationalists and racists are being bolstered by the man currently in office. Mm -hmm. And um, there's been tons more mass shootings. Guns are still readily available, yet they've pulled the... Walmart still has their gun displays, but they pulled all the video games that weren't rated like G for family. So it's like you... um, I I don't understand. It's like... um, Yeah, I have no good analogy for it. The NRA is a very, very small faction that is very, very powerful and is obviously has a chokehold on a lot of the um, politicians who are currently in office. Somebody needs to break the wheel. We need to reinvent our whole country. Electoral college needs to go. All these um, companies that basically help make legislature like the NRA and the oil companies and the big money that... Um, basically are, what are those people called? I watch Veep, but I still don't remember it. The people that... Lobbyists? Lobbyists, those yeah. people. Those people are the problem with America right now. No, yeah. the bigger problem is the politicians who allow themselves to be put in the pocket of somebody. Yes. But I have hope with like AOC and like... The squad. Yeah. They are going in there boldly with principles and they're they're staying accountable to the people who voted them into there. Good. And so I think... I would like to see a trend of more of this, and I think we're going to. I think what we're going through right now is a last-ditch sort of clawing and scratching Mm -hmm. for power by people who have been in power and who aren't going to be very much longer. I hope not. Uh, I really hope not because, yes, white supremacists are completely being emboldened because there's a white supremacist in the White House. Yep. Terrible. Okay. And then this white supremacist... In the White House, he had this friend that he used to party with and go on jets Mm. named Jeffrey Epstein, Mm -hmm. who was arrested for a bunch of stuff. I don't even know what he was arrested for. Sex trafficking of young uh, underage girls. Well, that that doesn't sound good. Um, But Mm -mm. apparently he parties with everybody. Trump, Bill Clinton, Alan Dershowitz, Prince Andrew. Like this is some house of cards shit because he he was found dead in his cell by an apparent suicide. However, the day before he died, uh, a bunch of papers were released with evidence about the case, about the the trafficking of the young the young women. Uh And Epstein was about to be like, I'm playing ball. I'm going to testify. My life is ruined anyway. So I'm just going to like. Spill all the uh, spill it all. Oh, and wait, the camera was broken too. There was a camera malfunction. Mm, that was this is some house of cards shit. This is Francis fucking um Conroy Farmer. <laughs> no, um Francis Fisher. Underwood. 
Oh. This is some Francis Underwood bullshit. I don't know her. I don't know. I hope that the things come to light. What is dark must come into the light at some point or something. T- I think that's how the sunrise works. Vana. Um, also, Willem has a shout out. What yeah. is this? So Hashtag I've, drag out the vote 2020. I was in Austin this weekend and mm-hmm. I met this lady and she asked me to make a video for her. She asked us to and I said, well, we'll try to get to that. But we'll definitely shout you out. Um, it's called drag out the vote and they're working to get registration volunteers to all the big drag race tours as well as having <gasps> queens to get the word out every week, reminding people to get registered and vote because 93 million people in America didn't vote that could have voted last year. That's mm-hmm. a lot. In Austra- a lot. In Australia, I know I've said this, if you don't vote, you get in trouble somehow. Like, they stick a bunch of koalas on you and they're like, go fucking vote. I don't <laughs> know what they do. They throw a sack of bilbies at you. They do. They throw a wallaby pouch full of bilbies at they you. They send Courtney Act to your house and she does whistle tones at 7.30 in the morning until you go vote. Yeah. <laughs> this is who we This is the election. The election. <laughs> So this is actually, I love to hear this because it's yeah. a great marriage. I We have a lot of young people coming to our shows. They're around voting age or yeah. just about to be voting Get age. Get them signed up. Uh, it's getting the word out. And honestly, uh, listen, I know voting is not the sexiest or most exciting thing. You wait in a line. You have to stand, go to a booth, whatever. You have to like read a bunch of words. However, it's so fucking easy to get registered All you have to do is type in the computer, can I register to vote? And you can register to vote. It takes only a few minutes. It's extremely easy. So if you're out there, you should vote. And then you get the sticker and you have something cute to post on Instagram. So T, that's um, it. It's can, really for the sticker. Yeah. I wait in line mostly Honestly, for the sticker. You should see the picture I took with the stickers. Really? Oh yeah, I put it on the edge of my dick and sent it to this guy. I was I like, I voted. Would can. you like to? <laughs> Um, I, I met this lady at the Trevor Project. You to see your dangling Chad. Girl, you know. Um, the the <laughs> website that you can hit is www.dragoutthevote2020.org or at dragoutthevote on all social platforms. I like getting political. It makes me feel empowered. And when I vote, I'm like, you know what? I just tried my best to help. Even though the Electoral College is going to fuck some people in other states, I know California will you know, help with the, the blue effort. Yes. Um, it's extremely important uh, to get out there and vote and have your voice heard. Yeah. Uh, uh, for all of us. Mm-hmm. So we thank you. Speaking of having your voice heard, um, Billboard Music and Hollywood Reporter um, had this great summit last week. Yeah. Um, and it was great seeing um, artists worthy of representation now signed to Warner's. Congratulations for the distribution deal. Thank you. Um, and it was. The backdrop was beautiful. They lit the girls lovely. Um, oh, we looked good. Everybody looked really okay. great. And I told the the, I like the pictures the lady that introduced everybody with the red hair. She's. Mm-hmm. I went up to her after because um, I I wasn't lucky enough to be on the panel for the. I think it was called from the top from Drag Race to the top of the charts. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to get on the panel, but um, the Hollywood Reporter and Billboard people told me that if I were on the panel, the other talent wouldn't be there. Because uh, the person that was in charge of the other talent threatened to pull all the talent, meaning the five girls that were on the panel, if I was on the panel. And I was like, well, who's running this, The Hollywood Reporter or Billboard? And obviously, PEG had a way to enforce what they wanted to make it happen. And I'm no longer with PEG. But in my mind, I, I wasn't just standing up for me. I was standing up for 
the other girls that have made records that weren't with PEG too, like Vicky Vox and Detox, like we were the first girls to go to the top of the charts. I was the first girl with a number one. Our Boys of Bottom video is the number one most viewed drag race video. The second most drag race viewed video is Chow Down. Like we killed it. And to be excluded from that, it hurt because I was like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm paying $3,500 a month for a publicist. And this is publicity, which I'm excluded from. So as soon as that happened and they told me I couldn't be on, they said, oh, well, we'll give you the first question in the panel I, or the second question. I said, great. And the moderator, Stephen, agreed to that. I shook his hand and everything before. And then the question and a answer period came up, raised my hand for the second question. And the guy two seats away and one seat up was the one he called on. And then after that, they said, unfortunately, we're, we're short on time. That's all we can do. And I looked at my publicist and all that I saw in my in my head was dollar signs falling to the floor, wasted money. So as soon as I got up, the little redhead lady that introduced people was right there. And I said, I moved my publicist to, to the side physically so I could get to her and said, thank you so much for this platform. This was an awesome event. It's long overdue. Um, and she said, oh, well, thank you for being here. You look so great. And I was like, little um, side note, I was the first girl to actually have a number one. And she's like, oh, we'd love to get your story told. And I was like, oh, well, I tried, but I wasn't allowed up there. I mean, it's not like I'm one of the girls that sued PEG, but like he still doesn't want me up there for some reason. And I don't know why. I wasn't trying to be lambastical or nothing like that. And I even planned my question. It was going to be very cute. I was going to say, Thank you, Billboard, for this opportunity. But real quick, I just wanted to see if all you girls knew how many people died at Stonewall. Because that was something that happened at a Stonewall roundtable with the Derek Barry thing with me. And, like, these are things that, like, we went to Billboard and we've given our time and we've um, worked with them in the past. So I thought it was kind of a slap in the face for me to, like, be promised something and then, no, I'm not going to call on you. It's like, that's bullshit. And I saw the guy after, Steven, and I said, either you're shady or stupid. And I don't know which is worse in this point because either someone told you not to call on me or you chose not to. So whichever it is, I don't care. And I was reading him in front of people. I didn't even care. I'm sorry, Steven. You seem like a real nice guy, but you were not a fit moderator for that panel. Um, yeah, so that's, I think, the end of the political segment for me. I wanted to get political with that because it's obviously politics. My old manager hates me. He didn't want me on the panel, which is fine. A lot of people hate me, but like the facts are facts. The panel name was something that I actually did first. So like, fuck you guys. Not, I don't know who I'm saying fuck you to, but I'm still mad about it and I'm trying to process it. So I'm talking about it with you on Hot Goss. Isn't that fun? I know what you want, though. I want to see the receipts. <laughs> and I have the receipts <laughs> on my Instagram where I read them. Read them. It's but, just like a CVS receipt, like really long. It was. I saw it yeah. and I was like, did I write all that? Maleficent <laughs> at the baptism, swoop it in, asking the hard questions. I didn't want to take away from... Um, what an honor it was though for all you girls to be up there because it is it's cool being accepted and to be recognized as mainstream artists in this faction because it's long overdue because we've been killing it I mean you and I were like the earlier seasons Manila was season three like we've been doing music for a long time yeah. and to to finally get that like you know what we're gonna put you in our magazine now it's really cool yeah and the backdrop was beautiful and it matched my outfit. I was breaking out the Westwood. Breaking out the Westwood. <laughs> well, let's take a break and let's. then we'll break out our Westwood. By the way, your Westwood looks amazing. Is this Westwood? Uh, yeah, it's the Atelier. Though. Atelier. Oh, I see. Okay. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. <laughs> Bat wings everywhere. <laughs> you know what time it is. We are ready to go spelunking. In the DMs. That's right. We have, oh, a message from Crystal. Crystal. Oh, from Crystal City, Crystal Palace. Okay. She says, hello, Alaskan Willem. Big fan of the pod and hot goss has been an excellent addition. Oh, thanks. With the announcement of the new Drag Race UK and its judges, something occurred to me. There are no drag queen judges on the regular panel or guest judges. The more I thought about it, I realized I hadn't seen any professional drag queens as judges on Drag Race. Am I remembering correctly? It's not that they can't get any drag queens to come back and judge because they often have past contestants come into the workroom with Rue for the walkthrough or to help with challenges. Bianca Jinx, a list, to name a few. It seems to me like the most qualified judges would be those that have walked in the pumps before. Instead of guest judges, seem to be mostly celebrities with no drag experience, with the exception of Todrick. Bless him. Please weigh in. Love you both, Crystal. Um, go ahead. I. Um. Uh, well, I mean, I think this is definitely by design. Um, there have been a lot of times when drag queens have come in as consultants. I believe Bianca did it. Trixie did it. Um, I came in a a couple of times. Um, As far as guest judging, I don't know. I think it's by design. I don't think RuPaul wants... I don't think RuPaul wants to cross that line just yet. However, I also think having the judges panel be non-drag people is cross-pollination because we're pulling in say we get someone who's like an actor or something then we're pulling in their the Caprica audience. fan base right we're we're pulling in Caprica we need those Cylon supporters fan base but but you never know like maybe we are and yeah. then those people are converted they love the show and then they're they're brought in so i think it's like cross pollination and i also think i don't know once you cross that line then it's like i mean i think drag queens are the most uh knowledgeable about drag uh, but I think it's a line that they're not crossing yet. Um, a former producer on the show, Matthew, told me that an- another queen will never sit on the judging dais ever. That's why what he said. That? That's what did he they, said. Did he say why? That's what he said. Okay. Um, and but even Bunny, like I can't think. I'm glad that some of the judges that definitely were underqualified, like oh, you lost a reality show, and now you're judging us. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that, and I'm not talking about Michelle. Um, I'm talking about like Santino. Like, I didn't really feel okay him judging us. I felt okay Billy B judging us because he's done makeup for so many years and he's painted so many queens and he's he goes back with Rue and Michelle to the 90s. Like, he knows drag. Yeah. Um, I. Well, Santino was a visionary designer. You don't have to win the show to be, you know, a successful uh, person. Sure. I, I didn't feel like his judging critiques were always valid or from a, with his a, no drag knowledge heavily <laughs> telling Latrice that she looked like a couch from Renaissance that made me that oh, lowered yeah, my opinion of a, him to the a, point yeah. where I was like fuck you dude um, I do think that more drag judges would be excellent I think so too thank you but I'm never gonna be on the show again so I don't give a fuck we we have a new, another question from oh Katie, Katie and Taylor. Taylor back. Okay, they were at my brunch. Uh, they in were Austin. They really? Prof- they profusely apologize. They okay, okay. They, so uh, can I read this? Yes. Hi, Alaska and Willem. We just wanted to apologize for the email we sent in last week, which we realized was very out of pocket. 
It was a decision that reflected poorly on the respect we have for Gaga and her team, as well as for all of you. We worship Mother Monster. Would never mean to speak poorly of her. Again, we're really sorry. As Alaska requested, here's a photo of our makeup. Might not be our best, but Willem looks great. Katie and Taylor. Ooh, and look at all that. Oh, so... Tell me the story. You rail into Katie and Taylor. What are the chances right after we read their letter on the air, you run into them? They came up to me and they're like, we're so sorry. Are you mad at us? And I was like, for what? And they're like, we wrote for in. What? And as soon as they said we wrote in, I was like, oh, y'all those. Bi-. And Katie and Taylor. They do look beautiful. Such nice girls. We had a great time for Trevor Project at this brunch. And um, it was sold out, too, which was like, oh, I, I had good. such a good time. Um there was this guy with a huge dick and I wrote Trevor on it and I made that a project. Um, <sighs> so like it, it was a fun filled brunch for everyone. And uh, these girls were lovely. Thank you for everyone coming out to support the Trevor project for this brunch and in the New York brunch. And um, don't fuck with us regarding Gaga. I think, yeah, I think we all learned a very important lesson that uh, some people are triggered by eating on the pod. We are definitely triggered by any negativity don't directed even, toward mother, yeah. mother Lady Gaga. Even questioning, like, is her wing? Li- no, it's not. She's it's brought perfect. A, she's brought a lot of blessings into our lives, and so we feel very protective. And um, and so you know, we uh, do. She's our friend. We, you know? Katie and Taylor, you look great. And high ponies and I everything. I just can't, but what are the chances? It's so crazy. Do you right? want to read the next one? Um, I would like to, but first I want to talk about a blessing that you're bringing to people. Um, Justice for Art so Pop. So many blessings. Is coming oh, yes. back. Uh, the week of DragCon, September 6th, I think, in New York at $3 Bill, which is a queer-owned business that mm-hmm. you've been doing shows at. And I love that you're putting your money where your mouth is because doing that kind of um, makes makes you build the world that you want to live in, you know, because money makes the world go around. Yes. And uh, we're really excited to uh, give Art Pop its moment in the sun Mm -hmm. again because uh, it changed a lot of people's lives. A-R-T-P-O-P. I'm trying to learn that hand motion. It's really hard, but I'm going to get it by the time the show happens. Um, Booby, booby. I think I got it. Okay. And this is from Matt. He says, okay. quick question for Willem. I love the podcast so much. Huge fan. I just hate the word fag. Why do you <gasps> use it so much? It's not a snowflake. I'm not a snowflake who gets offended at everything or that type of person. Just curious why it's not offensive to you. I'll tell you what. Um, Ginger Minge just had fags burn in hell written on her apartment wall that she's moving out of because she just bought her first house. Congratulations. <laughs> I had faggot written on my locker with Mark, a blue locker. Uh, it was written with silver pen. You were just advertising. They spelled it F-O-G-I-T. <laughs> F-A-G-I-T, I mean. So not only did they spell it wrong, I then got in trouble because it wasn't removed for two days. So I Ugh. brought spray paint to school and painted my locker silver. And Work, then I was the one that got in trouble. Man. I was like, well, y'all weren't taking faggot off my thing. I'm not offended by the word. It's just a word. Lockwood 51 has an amazing hat that says fag on it. And I wear it to the airports all the time just because I like people to know I'm a fag. Don't fuck with me. I am proud of what I am. There's nothing wrong with being a fag. Um... And I don't, I don't find it that offensive or triggering. If you do, and you were around me and you asked me not to use it, I would probably be respectful. But since this is um, my podcast, which I so lovingly share with Alaska, I'll continue to use it probably. <laughs> the Wait, Wendy, that tra- I was trying to sound the, gracious and the, it sounded the opposite. The Wendy Williams response. Thank you for coming on my show. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm sorry, Matt, um, but I, I don't mean to offend. I just use it flippantly, um, maybe because it's my way of taking ownership over a word that used to hurt me at one point. Um, yes. I mean, I like it when guys say it to me while they're fucking me, but... <sighs> okay. That's fine, right? All right. Well, our next letter is from Andre, who says, Hi, Alaska and Willem. Loved meeting you at your boat at DragCon 2019. Uh, we were in dry dock then. <laughs> My name is Andre, and I understand you aren't life therapists, but maybe you can give me some tips and advice on what to do because you two followed your dreams. I'm 20 and going to community college, but in a crossroad of choosing between doing what I like doing, culinary, special effects makeup, American Sign Language Interpreter, or doing what my parents want me to do to be financially stable in life. It's hard for me to tell them how I feel about mine and their decisions. Any advice on what I should do? Take a leap and do me it it the be- and it give the benefit of doubt that parents know best and only because they care thank you goddesses of drag um you followed your dreams but you went to college first Blah. that being said i followed my dreams in college because there was a moment i i started out studying communications because i thought i don't know I didn't know what I wanted to study. And there was a conversation I had with my mother, actually. And she was like, I know that you really want to study theater. That's what you really are passionate about. So you have to make a choice. Are you going to just like do the thing you think you should do or do the thing that you're really passionate about? And she encouraged me to, to f- follow theater. And I did. And um, and I'm still using that degree to this day. That's awesome. So I think, you know... I know your parents want stability and they want you to be safe and that's a parental instinct. However, you know, your destiny is your own and if you want to study things that you really care about, you're going to do better in the classes and that's going to uh it's going to sow the seeds of more more positivity and more opportunity in your life. I believe yeah, that. Yeah. I think um finding a way to I a I didn't follow my dreams. I was just throwing everything up against the wall and hoping something stuck Mm -hmm. and i was i don't think i would do it now i'd be too scared and stupid of like all the of all the possibilities i did it then because i was young and dumb so do it while you're young and while you have the chance to make mistakes and your parents are still alive for you to fall back on but also i like the fact that he says culinary what he likes doing because the world always needs people to cook always it will always be it will be a useful tool in your like um What's it called? Little toolbox. Tool, yeah. Yeah, I need to get that tattooed on my lower back. Toolbox. Toolbox. <laughs> With an arrow. Um, <laughs> Just trying to find the right sound effect. Isn't that for... font too small? I have an uh, issue with that font. Well, uh, Boss Jock Jr. <laughs> Talk to us. Um, yeah, I would say, like, try everything. Try everything that you can, and then um, whatever doesn't work, leave it. leave it alone. Yeah. Like, you can cook, do ASL, do all those. Well, you can't cook while you're doing ASL. That's pretty hard. Right. And special effects makeup. That's fun. Yeah. Do it. Study it. Mm. Hello from Matthew. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good evening. Huge fan of the pod and all that you ladies do. Alaska, revealing my obsession with a blonde alien drag queen from the planet Glamtron was my first step in coming out. You could say that my closet door creaked open with a hi (laughs) you are and forever will be my favorite queen my question 
I have a huge interest in death, the funeral industry, and the death positive movement. Yeah. Death should be talked about and discussed openly if we are ever going to work through our personal and cultural fears of dying and decay. Do either of you know what you want to do with your body after you die? Traditional burial, green burial, cremation, donating your body to science. If you have a funeral service, would either of you be in drag? Just curious. Love, Matthew. Oh, and here's a picture of this dick. Mm. Mm, a hateful monument to penistry. And he... Uh, <laughs> penistry in motion. He manscaped uh, from the balls back, but kept a little landing patch in the front. And I thank you. Yeah. Because those hairs back there, they trap scents. Right. I like to mow that lawn. Um, what Do you have any plans for your funeral? Well, what's better for the earth? I mean, is cremation bad for greenhouse gases? Cause I, oh, like, I didn't even think of that. I, I was just thinking about not taking up land space when I get cremated. Yeah, I don't like the idea of rotting in a box. That's weird to me. Yeah, I don't want to do that either. I'm claustrophobic. But I do love the idea. It's kind of grotesque, but I love the idea of like um, laying in and like being all like done up and look gorgeous and laying there for people to come visit me for like a week. Oh, meet and greet. And the, yes, my last meet and greet. Yes. And I want all the finest people. So I need someone, the best makeup artist to do my makeup, best hair person to do my hair, best clothes person. Dallas, please make my clothes. Chanel Perillo running the, the meet and greet wake. Please. PEG taking 20%. And are they <laughs> able to embalm you and keep you there for like an extended period of time? I'm not sure. They did it with Ava Perone. She was there for like a long time laying out. I think it depends on the the. I want that, and then like burn it, it. then yeah. like or or green green decompose. Do you have a plan? My plan was inspired by Latrice Royale's wedding. Um, I'm You're going to play through the fire. I'm going to be cremated to through the fire because I want people at my funeral to laugh, and then my wigs will be given out to all the drag queens in attendance. Um, so, I, so I can pay that forward. <laughs> oh, now she's trying to outlive me. She just pulled out a gun. <laughs> she said, give me that blonde unit. Um, uh, I'll be the first RSVP. <laughs> I want prime seating. Uh, I want front row. Uh, that, I'm going to wear a red dress. <laughs> oh, you can wear my good fancy dress. Here's your one, one chance. chance. fancy. Don't burn my hair. Um, we are... We, that is all the time. time we have, y'all. Wow. Thanks for tuning in. This has been a really revelatory um, episode. I mean, of... we talked about all the hot goss and like all the things in our lives. So and... much steaming, piping, scaldracia, I just don't want to step in it on goss. the way out. Ugh. Please don't. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Hot Goss. Follow us on IG at Willem at the only Alaska 5000 and at Race Chaser Pod. And we will be back next week with more piping, singing, scolding, boiling, podcasts. Hot Goss is a Forever Dog podcast. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Mixed and mastered by Alex Sarchet. Our theme music is graciously provided by ATF Enterprises, Incorporated Limited. This Goss is hot! hot. 